Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hello and welcome to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are so, so glad that you're here. Honestly, I love our listeners so much and it just, you know, really thrills me to know that people are listening and we love you all. And I'm glad that you're here as well, Claire. Aw, I'm glad you're here too, Janice. (laughs) Yeah, we were just talking about different intros we could do other than hello and welcome. Um, If it works, it works, I suppose. It works, it works. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, we have a fun episode today or an an interesting episode, perhaps an unexpected one. Mm -hmm. But before we get started, we just want to make sure to mention that we really love connecting with our audience. So Mm -hmm. you are always welcome to hit us up in the DMs. We haven't said this for a while, but I want to bring it back that, you know, we're not too cool. We love hearing yeah. from you. It really does uh, thrill us. So yes. let us know what you think of this. Let us know if something crazy is going on in your breakup. Yeah. And yeah, we're here from you. We love it. Oh, and if you want us to talk about it on the show, please make sure to mention that when you DM us. Yes. It will be completely anonymous, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it might be kind of fun for you to hear Claire and I chat about your situation. And if you're going through it, someone else is going through it as well. So um, if you want us to chat about it, let us know. Awesome. Yeah. And that is honestly how we came up with the idea for this episode, Yes, because you would be amazed or, or perhaps not amazed, but I think we were a little surprised at how many people, um, we're going through like one variation or another of a long distance breakup. And so that is our topic for today is long distance breakups specifically where you don't live in the same city, you weren't cohabitating. Um, And there are a lot of miles in between you and your ex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's still a breakup. It's still, you know, you still get really broken hearts. It's, it's hard to figure out how to move on. It's hard to navigate it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that there's some specific things that you can do to make it easier on your, on yourself. So we thought that we would talk about long distance relationships and breakups today. Yeah. So first of all, I thought we would touch on what is a long distance relationship? Because really this is an umbrella term and some are drastically different from others. And in trying to research for this, it was kind of hard because I feel like so a lot, some of the research or the articles written about it were just not applicable to some people who consider themselves to be in long distance relationships. So yeah. I thought we'd just touch on that. Mm-hmm. So First of all, I read in preparation for this that most long-term couples will be separated by distance for an extended period of time at some point in their relationship. So then I guess at that point, you, you say, I'm in a long-distance relationship because it's long distance for an amount of time. Mm-hmm. So that's one type. And so I guess we could have come, we could come on here and say like how to keep it hot when you're long distance. Yeah. But um, there's also the type of couple that meets in person, even though they don't live in the same area, and they decide to make it work. Now, I did that for a period of time, and I'll touch on that. And then, and we've gotten messages about this, um, 
there's also the proliferation. There is also the proliferation of the online couple who has never met but commit to an exclusive relationship. Okay, mm-hmm. so see this the online couple I think is completely different from the couple who was just separated for you know a few months but yeah. wasn't before. And so I didn't think it would be good to just do a blanket episode so mm-hmm. for the purposes of this episode we'll yeah. be discussing kind of a combination of the two latter types yes. so that's the relationship that's primarily long distance and has been from the beginning yeah. yeah yeah does that make sense everyone exactly <laughs> class All yeah right, cool. class the the advice is completely different so yeah we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the primarily long distance relationship yeah where it's kind of like it it has been mm-hmm. and there I mean often isn't like a short-term plan to reunite or something like that yeah. like yep. I know um like military relationships often end up becoming long distance relationships right. yeah. but mm-hmm. I mean as uh as hard to predict as it is you know eventually you know the yeah the deployment will end um yep. and we did it. talk about um discussing military families and I just didn't think it was quite the same yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so if you're um in uh in that situation just know um we do want to address it at some point but maybe it's not this episode that there's Mm -hmm. probably some tidbits that are gonna help um it's just we're not um addressing specifically um long distance relationships that have uh that were once short distance relationships. Local is what I guess the terminology (laughs) is. Yeah, Uh, local. uh, Okay. (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm in a short distance relationship. Short distance. (laughs) There's, yeah, this, you know, whole online community um, in in relation to long distance. There's even, I guess, like Reddit communities for never meets. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow yeah, which people who meet online and either haven't met or have broken up with their never meet or all oh, there's all sorts of stuff yeah so, well finding yeah. a community of people who relate especially to something uh niche um mm-hmm. is is huge so you know maybe yeah, those communities it. will be a really great thing for you dear listener um yeah, yeah I'd say check it out I hadn't thought to recommend that but I did find out that there are um yeah reddit communities dedicated to these types of relationships yeah. I'm kind of scared of reddit and so I don't really go on yeah. there very often <laughs> but you know some people absolutely love yeah. it so. Sometimes my Google searches take me there, but I too stay away. Um, Not my my vibe. Yeah. You know, if it's your vibe, then cool. So yeah, um, these breakups, man, they can hurt for reasons that are just totally unique to them. They're highly emotional relationships. And um, a key point is that there's a lot of hope attached to long distance relationships Mm -hmm. um so we've got your back we're here to help you recover and move on Um, but first let's talk about some of the pitfalls of online and long distance relationships and why you know they 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 could lead to some broken hearts yeah we're not we're not saying not to do it we I just thought it would be good to kind of talk about some of the specifics to these types of relationships because if you're healing from it it might kind of help to you know have us discuss why 
you know, they might not be ideal, why they yeah. can hurt, why they're complicated. So why why they might not have been meant to be long term. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good way Getting the it. acceptance that the breakup mm-hmm. happened for a reason and for your best interest is a huge part of mm-hmm. um recovering and bouncing back from a breakup. So yeah. that's the that's the intent here. We're not mm-hmm. trying to be like you made a mistake by no, doing no, this. No, We're just, you all, know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have some experiences. I know how romantic they can be. So, yes. um, and then I guess on uh, along those lines, I want to start out and just say, I know completely um, that the relationships can feel real, that they are real, that, you know, what you're experiencing is real. Um, and so while that's completely true, one of the pitfalls is that when you're in a, Uh, either an online or a long distance relationship, it's almost impossible to get a true sense of whether or not you're compatible with the person. So the chemistry is there, obviously, otherwise you wouldn't be, you know, talking with the person all night and, um, you know, physically attracted to them. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as we've talked about many times on the show, including in an actual episode that everyone loved, that's only one side of what makes a relationship work. It's an important side, but, you know. It's just one side. Yeah. I mean, uh, and this doesn't have to be as, um, as fully committed as, uh, you know, try it before you buy it. I always say, but in terms of like living together, you don't Mm -hmm. truly know someone until you've lived together. Um, And this is like one step out from that where it's like, you don't really know what someone's like until you're like part of their work week, you know, and you're like trying to see each other, you know, during normal times instead of like always being one of you is on vacation when you see each other basically yep yep. very good point and very true Mm -hmm. yes I really like this thing that you're saying about the work week I think that's really important yeah just see like you know you don't you 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 kind of uh you're looking at someone's life through the filter that they're providing for you yes girl so okay so my one of my experiences with long distance was uh, with my abuser actually so what happened was we met uh, over new year's eve and then it was magical like magical magical we were both on holiday because it was uh, new year's Mm -hmm. and so we spent several days together maybe a week you know it was kind of like we hit it off instantly of through mutual friends and it was just really really incredible however you know we didn't have a talk about what was going to happen i Mm -hmm. genuinely thought fling holiday fling yeah i wouldn't i don't even think i said for him to get in touch with me I just, I never, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't think, I, like, I don't know. To fine. me, I was like, you're in Germany. I'm here. I, I don't know. I had no intention of keeping it going. Um, he did though. <laughs> and yeah. so he goes back to Europe and is just like aggressively pursuing me, calling me, sending me messages, but kind of in a, like in a nice way at first. And mm-hmm. so we started talking all of the time and having these long conversations and you know he would send me letters about our time together and I really got swept up in it and he was um 
a writer. I mean, I almost wish I still had the letters because it was like, I would wake up and there would be one in my inbox and they were beautiful and it was, yeah, really lovely. And so then before I knew it, it was, you know, like a full blown relationship talking all the time, talking before bed, talking in the morning and really getting connected with one another. Sounds like love bombing. Um, it, oh my, it was intense. And also <laughs> he was an addict. And what I learned later is that when, uh, you like addicts can use relationships and people as part of their addiction. Don't and it mean. was like, he was, yeah. um, he was re- unrelentless, relentless. Yeah. <laughs> in it. Relentless. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there were red flags. He started being kind of demanding on my time early on, uh-huh. but I'll talk about that later. So yeah. After a month or two of doing this, we, you know, decided that he was going to come back. We really wanted to, you know, spend more time together. And he did. And he was going to come back. I don't even know if he had a return ticket. It was going to be for a while anyways. And so, but, and he was going to stay with me. People, huge mistake. If you don't really know someone, you know, they can come and visit. They don't need to stay with you. Yeah. And I was really upfront, you know, like, just so you know, I work because in the time that we were getting to know each other, it didn't really seem like he ever, he worked. He said yeah. that he was in a PhD program, but he wasn't working on it. I mean, it was perfectly obvious, you know, he never, yeah. <laughs> and so I made it really, really clear, uh-huh. you know, I work from home, but I have, you know, all day I'm going to be doing this. Oh yeah. I got my stuff too. I got to work on this paper. I need to do my research. You know, we can work at the same time. You know, I'm going to be visiting friends and he gets there and nothing, no, no, no work at all. He was just hanging around and, you know, wanted to spend all his time with me. And I mean, that should have probably, you know, told me right there that we weren't going to be compatible because he also wasn't respectful of the fact that I had shit to do. Yeah. So at all, at uh, all. Um, so yeah, my story is, you know, even though online and, you know, digitally, whatever, um, we had the chemistry once he actually came and, um, kind of, well, I, I, I shouldn't say he inserted himself into my life. I allowed him to do it, you know, yeah. Uh, but once, once we kind of started merging, I was just like, Oh, it wasn't no compatibility. And I mean, yeah. still like I went forward with it, but yeah. Yeah. And yeah. real life is a lot different. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely an extreme example of, yeah. <laughs> you know, how badly that can actually go. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh man. That's another reason why online long distance relationships may have some risks is that they do take mm-hmm. up a bunch of your time. Yes. I really um, stress that. Yeah. And if you're in a committed relationship with someone, you can't spend face-to-face in real life time Mm -hmm. with outside of work and on the weekends guess what that time is often spent at home and connecting with them and then when they visit your all of your time is devoted to them during that time you know you may be saying no to other things in order to dedicate like that time because you don't get to see them very often yeah um and when they're not with you you're still connecting with them yeah you're still connecting with Mm -hmm. them um and this can definitely have a negative effect on your social life and it can also be pretty exhausting considering that you know many of us work online and from home you know spending all that time at home just like glued to a screen 
right. more mm-hmm. is really hard. And um, yeah, that's definitely uh, having a, a division between you and your social group like that makes yeah. the breakup even harder because you are now losing the person you spent all your time talking to yeah. and those relationships with friends and stuff may not be as like strong or as available as they used to be because people have kind of moved on with their lives. <laughs> right. um, I mean, since and you're not yeah. in them, you know? Uh, right. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And um, I think even in, in real life relationships or local relationships, people, you know, kind of look back and say that they kind of regret neglecting their friend group. And yeah, this is, it's going to be like time times 10 if you're long distance. And um, like I said earlier, we're not trying to be discouraging. I just think that it helps when um, dating, um, because I know a lot of people out there are, you know, online dating and doing, you know, Zoom meetups and things like that so I just think it helps also when you're recovering to just have you know a solid picture of the reality of this type of relationship um all right so one final pitfall is that people tend to idealize a person if they are in a relationship that is primarily based on you know long talks where you can't hang up the phone presence sharing only one's you know best photos and based and fantasizing about the future which that is one of the I guess foundations of a long distance relationship is what this future is going to be like so I want to stress that you're never ever in a relationship with the idealized version of anybody and so like making a connection with someone and you know fantasizing about a future with someone that you can't really get to fully know can lead to a lot of letdowns. So what goes into making a long distance relationship work long-term? There's not that much like current and relevant research to draw on for this particular topic, but in doing a lot of reading with the input by relationship and dating experts, a few things stood out. So First, a lot of experts say outright that there must be a level of financial security in order to make LDRs work. Yeah, this surprised me that this came up a lot in the articles that I was able to find this, the finances thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, because you have to travel, you have Mm -hmm. to travel to um, be together. Um, I imagine that covid restrictions were extremely tough on relationships yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um there also needs to be understandings and communication between the two partners on who's going to travel when yeah who is paying for travel and if both want to make this a part of their budgets um and this also goes along with the next factor, but how often each person is willing to travel. Yep. Um, and that brings up for me, it makes me think about, you know, like kind of not just equality in the relationship, but when you're paying for your, when you're paying your own way, you have control over your own destiny. Right. And if you have one partner who's bankrolling the entire relationship, you're under that person's control, whether they're going to use that to their advantage in a a negative way depends on the person, but you're still really putting yourself 
at someone else's mercy if say you know you can't afford to do all that travel and they're just like no I'll I'll get your and especially if the trust isn't isn't Mm -hmm. there because if you you know knew this person you were married you've been together 10 years and you know one person is paying that's one thing but if you don't fully know yeah you know this person's relationship with money I know uh, of a long distance online relationship where one party paid for the other person to go overseas to meet for the first time this, yeah. this was not me it's something I know of and you know everything seemed fine and dandy but then when it didn't go well you know it was like the first thing that the person who paid did was like throw it in their face and yeah. just got really nasty about it whereas before yeah. he was like perfectly happy to do it and yeah. you know and the, the the trust wasn't there you know yeah it's uh yeah it just gets into some weird territory especially if you haven't met before you yes. know someone yeah. can really sell you a version of themselves that is not accurate um yes yeah. you know and especially like I mean you mentioned how your um your ex the abuser came with no return ticket you know like things like that like say you know if if you went into a situation you didn't have a return ticket you're basically trapped you know so um yeah if you are going to do that you know really be careful and um it's better to to give yourself like escape routes and double triple think everything and yeah, have nothing be a friend. problem yes. than yeah. to just like blindly trust someone that you know you you may have a really deep connection with but you really don't know yet you know trust is built over time yes um and it's completely yeah. inappropriate to you know throw a gift in someone's face yeah and you know you would know if this person has this the tendency if you you know, had yeah. known each other long term. <laughs> yeah, some crazy Yikes. stuff can go down, people. Uh, um, so one study that I found, um, so this was in the 2013 Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy. So it had a lot of shortcomings. And so I, you know, didn't, I decided not to use it for this episode. Like some of their, um, the things that they cited were, you know, from the eighties, they didn't have anything about never meets. So I wasn't able to use it. But one thing that I did think was worth mentioning is that their findings suggested that more face-to-face time with a long distance partner may lead to greater satisfaction. So, um, I would kind I would venture to say that, um, willingness to travel would be one thing to, to consider. You know, if you can go every weekend and see each other or once a month, even I could see it. But if you can't really go ever, maybe not. So other things that go in to making a long distance relationship work are plans to eventually merge lives locally um, and visibility of red flags early in the relationship. Mm hmm. So if you have questions about whether or not this person is telling you the truth kind of early on, that is probably something that you should completely pay attention to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Listen to your intuition. Oh, no, I was just super agreeing with you. So I made some hand signals. I was like, don't do this. Don't do it. (laughs) If you are starting to not (laughs) trust someone, if you're having those little moments of like, that doesn't add up. 
it probably doesn't add up to that yeah completely add up and this goes along with the next thing i was going to mention is that i did find one really great um 2018 article out of the atlantic which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite websites and it was by author dale dale markowitz um who used to work as an engineer for okcupid so he Mm -hmm. got interested in the long distance thing because Mm -hmm. i think okay cupid and tinder now also allow you to search globally and which you know is just something that kind of caught his interest so he started to hear about several long distance relationships um through his connections with the dating site so like Mm -hmm. other people who worked for okay cupid might have done it or they knew someone Mm -hmm. um so he sought to interview people for an article that's titled what it's like to finally meet after dating online for months months. (laughs) so he interviewed a bunch of people and he didn't speak to that many people who had ended up meeting in real life so he knew of people through okcupid but when he put out the call to interview um not many you know people ended up doing it Mm. but he said that of those who did he said Yet of the nine never meets I talked to who did eventually meet up, almost all described to me a feeling of connecting the dots. Yeah. So when they finally met in person and started kind of seeing how the other, how the other person actually lived, a lot of stuff just didn't add up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I see now when, you know, months ago, something didn't seem right. Now I understand. Now I've connected the dots on how that plays out in the real world and how that intuition was correct. Yeah. Just like this thing with my partner saying that he was, you know, involved in this PhD program. And I kept on thinking he is on the longest holiday ever. (laughs) Doesn't he have to work on it? And I was, you know, I was right. Yeah. I mean, PhD programs are interesting because like, you do like a couple years of classes and then you have like five years to do your dissertation. Yeah. You know, and you're technically still in the program, but you're not attending classes. You're not doing. Well, but his brother was also in the same program and I know, so I then went and lived there and his brother kept, you know, a pretty nine to five schedule working on his dissertation. Yeah. Well, a lot of people never complete their dissertations. I would venture to say that my partner (laughs) never did. Yeah, (laughs) probably not. And also, yeah, I mean, there were other things that, yeah, I started, I started connecting the dots. Yeah. And then, you know, this just doesn't make for a healthy relationship. No, no. You know, some other red flags may be that they seem unavailable for long periods of time. Um, They try to get the relationship sexual from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the things they are posting online don't seem to add up with what they're telling you. Um, They're overly demanding on your time. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they put pressure on you for spending money on the relationship without offering to really do the same um and have a quality in that way you know so yeah and those those things can kind of point to someone just using you for the excitement you know for something Um, to do i mean a dopamine thing for an addict you know or just Mm -hmm. anyone who likes dopamine which is most people but i i mean (laughs) i hadn't thought to to bring this up but i think this is one of the reasons why the show catfish is is so popular because you know it does tell so many stories like this and you know a lot of these people never intend to meet in real life that's why they're catfishes you know they're not even real and yet they but yet they just you 
you know, some people will go on the show and say, you know, we talk all day long, we're texting constantly. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels, feels good to some, some people. Yeah, it feels good. So, um, but it's not fair on you. No, so. I, I mean, it's, if that's your thing, that's fine. I just think that you need to have your eyes open to the pitfalls, yeah. especially if you're now going through a broken heart about it, yeah. maybe looking back and seeing, you know, some of the, some of these things that we're pointing out may make it easier to move on. Yeah. So if you found yourself in an LDR and you have now ended things, Mm -hmm. are there ways to recover and heal a broken heart that may be different from a local or in-person relationship? So here are some of our tips. Number one, first, not just go no contact. (laughs) We're talking a total digital detox right here. Um, You I mean, you have associated being online with connecting with this person. So taking a total break from social media may be crucial to really breaking those neural pathways, not just blocking them, not just not texting them, Mm -hmm. like literally staying off of these sites um, completely. So Yeah, this is time to break out the old-fashioned books. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we haven't swiping through TikTok. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we and we've never really talked about digital detox on on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I think that in this case, I would say just stay offline for a couple weeks. You're used to going on and seeing if they are also online. You're used to connecting. I think that this is probably yeah the the best way to get over it. And I Mm -hmm. know that it's probably really hard to do especially if you are you know used to going on and connecting um and there are a lot of resources available online i'm guessing there's probably even meditations various ways to make this work um yeah i just want to you know be transparent and say you know i haven't done a digital detox well i went off facebook for like a month or more so I don't know, maybe I should give myself more credit, but uh, go online, get, okay, go online before you go offline. And, um, <laughs> okay, I guess a digital detox though, you still have to go online, but you'd say a um, social media detox. Yeah. Because if you're working online, you know, obviously you have to. Yeah, exactly. So just internet, like but- maybe block those sites. I know there are yeah. like apps and stuff um, you can install on your laptop, even not just your phone where it doesn't let you open up certain cool, sites cool. for a predetermined mm, yep. amount cool. of time. So that might be a way to just like have that moment of clarity and power to put that app into place and then you can regret it as much as you want for the next two weeks, but it's not coming back Um, until, you know, the time is up. So yeah. And that's definitely, that's the case with blocking as well as like deleting phone numbers and things like that is, you know, you just need one moment of strength to do it. And afterwards you're, you know, you're likely going to have that. What the fuck did I just do moment? Yeah. But it is going to help you long-term. So just know that, you know, if you do like take our advice and get the power to like block, delete the phone number, um, you know, things like that, uh, delete the text message history, the DM history. So you can't 
go and like relive your best moments. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it's totally normal and doesn't mean that you've made a mistake if you have like a, what the fuck did I just do Mm -hmm. moment right afterwards. Um, That's actually normal, Um, but you can still have the strength to do it, ride that moment out and you will feel better. So yeah, we're rooting for you. Yeah. (laughs) So next up is acceptance. It really is over. Accept that the relationship for what it was, accept it for what it wasn't. Um, was it more about the fantasy and the hope? Um, was it really all that likely to work out? Um, and regardless, because of the distance, you know, it's not likely that you guys are going to come back together. Yeah. Um, you can't just like run into each other mm-hmm. accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so do what you need to do to close this chapter on your dating life, except that this has happened and that it's final. Yeah. I think that's especially important for online relationships. You know, it's just the, the things aren't in place that, for, you know, for this, for this to work out. Yeah. So next getting over a long distance breakup. So a hundred percent, I want people to hear this completely honor your feelings, consider mm-hmm. speaking to someone who will honor them as well. Yeah. What you experience, uh, you know, in an online or long distance relationship is very emotionally charged, emotionally powerful. Mm-hmm. And just like in any relationship, you had hopes for the future. So mm-hmm. your feelings are just as valid as with any other relationship. Just as we're always saying, you need to give yourself time to grieve this as well. I would say in long distance and online relationships, you could potentially have a hard time, you know, getting support from your network and speaking with friends who kind of get, get what you're going through. So I think this is an excellent reason to work with a coach for Mm -hmm. a few sessions or a few months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I mean, there's already not a lot of social support for, breakups um as we've discussed in previous episodes um and especially i feel like um if if you met online or you hadn't you know been in person that often um your your social network may have a harder time seeing how upsetting that breakup could be or just like how real the relationship was in yeah. the first place and they place. haven't maybe met the person so it's yeah. really hard for them to even you know, <laughs> you know yeah. put a name with the face exactly so yeah if you are finding that to be true and you know hopefully not hopefully your your social network is really supportive and really yeah. understands but if you are having trouble with that definitely um you know look into working with a coach. So, all right. Next step, make a list of things you want in an in-person relationship. Um, This can be really fun. Uh, You know, like this type of journaling will help you start asking the universe for all the things you may not have been able to have with an online or long distance relationship. Um, These juicy desires are Mm -hmm. one thing that allow us to call in an even happier, healthier, sexier relationship. And, you know, this is part of... um, you know, seeing the silver lining. Yeah. Like, wow, look at these really awesome things that I now can uh, make sure to 
manifest in my next relationship um, because they weren't possible with a long distance relationship. So, yeah. All right. So next is brutally honest breakup coaching time. I think um, if you're recovering from a long distance breakup, that it's good to remind yourself that it really, really wasn't meant to be. All right. You were separated physically and it also fell apart. Relationships always, always end because they weren't working. And this one really wasn't working. (laughs) So I know for me, it's helped it's helped me with breakups to just tell myself it, it was, you know, this fell apart because, you know, it, it wasn't going to work out and it's a really hard reality to face, but yeah, I can say from personal experience that it, it does help to tell yourself. Yeah. This. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked about the expiration date metaphor before where, mm-hmm. you know, you have, I think it's just been a while um, (laughs) where you have, you know, say an apple or something and it's like a great juicy apple. Oh my God. It was so good. But once it's past the expiration date, you know, it starts getting moldy and you don't want to eat that apple. Yeah. It's wrinkly. (laughs) It's kind of soft, you know, dry. And you're like, Um, (laughs) you know, and it doesn't negate the fact that that apple was super fucking good before it passed its expiration date and same with your relationship you know um you can be like hey that was meant to last for as long as it lasted and it was great during that time but once that expiration date came and went it wasn't good anymore it wasn't right anymore and it was it was meant to to end at that point yeah so okay up next Think about everything that you can do to fill in the space this relationship was taking in your life. Long distance relationships eat away at our free time and can very quickly keep us from hobbies, friends, working out, other Mm -hmm. leisurely activities, uh, pleasures. Um, So embrace the fact that you now have that time back and you can now like work on reconnecting with people you may have neglected to see as Mm -hmm. often um and also long distance relationships can have the effect of keeping you out of the moment because you're either thinking about the last time you saw them or you're looking forward to seeing and talking to them again so this is your time to like start living in the present again and actually enjoying the moment you're in like when you're out with friends you're not texting right your long distance relationship being like oh I wish you were here you're Mm -hmm. actually able to enjoy that time in the moment um Mm -hmm. so I think that's really powerful it's like a gift yes absolutely and I um yeah I can relate to this both with Europe boy. And, you know, I was just constantly on my phone. If I didn't answer kind of quickly, he would, you know, get upset. But then also I had a somewhat healthier relationship when I was in Melbourne with um, laundry boy and he, uh, we had been together for a while and then he went and worked overseas for a month. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we had long distance for a month and yeah, I really did um, realize that I wasn't in the moment. You know, if I was out with friends, I was seeing if he was texting, Um, And then as far as your free time goes, I know I can think of one moment where I was actually at a mixer, like a happy hour on the weekend. And I couldn't even get into it. I felt like, you know, I was half listening to what people were telling me. And then, yeah, yeah, I ended up leaving early because, you know, we had planned a a date, you know, a Mm -hmm. FaceTime date. 
Yeah. So, you know, the whole time I, you know, was, yeah, checking my phone and then, you know, actually leaving early. It, yeah, it just kind of takes you away from, yeah, the here and now. Yeah. Wait, I mean, it's, life. It can, yeah, go, go live your <laughs> life for sure. I mean, in some regards, it's good, but if you're, this is what the relationship is going to be like, you know, for the next year. Um, yeah. You know, now that you're out of it, take advantage. And a lot of things yeah. are opening up again post pandemic. Yeah. So this could actually be a really exciting time to be going yeah. through a long distance breakup. You know, totally. get out there. Totally. Oh, along those lines, <laughs> my next <laughs> tip is get out of the house. All right. So this is, I think, especially true and specific with online long distance relationships. Because you likely did a lot of communicating from your home. So your body and system will be used to connecting with this person when you're in your space. So just as we end up getting used to having a person around and building an addiction to someone we see in real life, Mm -hmm. we can very, very easily default into automatically wanting to be in touch with an online love when we're at home. Yeah. And I also relate to this. Um, (laughs) When my partner was overseas, I think I would even put them on FaceTime, like when I was getting ready in the morning, you know, it was like a lot of it did happen at home. Yeah. So find things to do outside and then you'll learn a new way of enjoying being at home, but you know, like get it out of your system first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's just like that association when I'm at home I am FaceTiming this person, you know, you might find yourself not knowing how to use your time. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, thinking in terms of like adding things to your life instead of taking them away can be helpful in this, this moment. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, on that same thread is to change up your routine. So if you've been used to speaking with your long distance love first thing in the morning or right as you're leaving the office or right as you get into bed, you know, switch things up a bit. That could mean setting your coffee maker to start earlier and get out of bed to enjoy some fresh coffee Mm -hmm. instead of sending the text. Or you may enjoy watching some 90s sitcoms in bed for a few weeks. Friends has a re- (laughs) how can you stream the friends i don't know (laughs) um i i i'm not that much of an expert i know it exists um but i know okay cool you, you can decide in honor of that to just rewatch friends all of it but you um, can't stream friends except on peacock and i don't want to get peacock I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was so happy when Friends was on Netflix. Yeah. That was so cool. I mean, it ended a while ago, a couple of years, and I'm still in mourning. Over yeah. Um, yeah. We I have watch Frasier and Seinfeld Frasier. are the shows that I watch when I really need to wind down before actually falling asleep because, mm. you know, I've seen them, so I'm not, you know waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, you're not like, put the suspense. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, So yeah, yeah, do that if you're, you know, laying in bed wanting to text them or thinking about them. I think that this whole, you know, like not watching TV to go to sleep kind of gets a bad rap. Struggling to be in your room in the dark when you're, you know, struggling with a broken heart, put on a show, you know, (laughs) like make it easy. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't have to be something you uh, make a habit for years, you know, Um, it can just really help you through 
this this time to yeah. like make sure you can distract your mind so you can get that restful sleep which is so important for brain function happiness like your body function all of these things you're gonna feel so much worse if you're like no I can't watch tv before bed because um that's a bad habit yeah because like, people say <laughs> we're not supposed to be on our screens I mean turn yeah. away from it and like if you don't want to watch tv don't watch tv yeah but I just think you know if you have a, if this is going to make it easier just you know love yeah. yourself just do it yeah yeah if it can get you to like a happy relaxed space um then do it for now you can you can adjust later when you're yeah. doing better so yeah All right. So the last tip that we want to share, if you are recovering from a long distance relationship slash having a long distance breakup. (laughs) All right. I want everyone to hear this. You are not to open any fake accounts, any new fake accounts. Okay. (laughs) Stop now. Do not pass go. Do not collect $100 or $200. You're going to find yourself in a world of hurt if you go down this path. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) I'm not even going to say if it makes you feel better. No, no, no. no, no, no. It won't. It just won't. There's no universe (laughs) in which Uh doing that will make you feel better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It just, it, don't don't do it I think that's don't do it that's all I want to say and and like um (laughs) that's the great thing is that um with a long distance breakup is you're not gonna just run into this person no one around you knows who they are you can you can be like they died they they died break people you know yeah you can just like tell yourself whatever story about how they're doing if it makes you feel better that they're distraught over it great keep that keep that Mm -hmm. fantasy in your head if it makes you feel better that you never meant anything to them at all and then you can get angry and Mm -hmm. like bring that emotion into your recovery of like well fine I'm gonna have a fucking awesome life now yeah Um, a little help in breakups yeah (laughs) so you know like it's kind of uh it's kind of cool uh to you know make sure that separation is there don't check their social media uh live in your fantasy world whatever makes you happier through the breakup do that because i mean if they find out it's just don't just oh and if they find out yeah i didn't even which i mean i had someone create two fake accounts to follow my Instagram after I broke up with him uh-huh. and I, I how did you find out it was them so I what okay so let me think so the first time he created an account and he used his name and but he just didn't have any pictures or anything okay. uh, but he was liking everything I did and so I just blocked him I thought it was kind of yeah. weird and then the second time, so I think it was a couple of years back and I didn't have as many followers as I, as I oh, have. So you like noticed. And, yeah, I noticed. And the thing is, let me think, he still didn't use his name or anything, but he had posted a picture of a woman and I think it was like in his apartment or something. Oh, no. And so I knew, I knew You're it was like, him. I know that house. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. still, I think it was a fake account because he only had a couple, like literally three pictures on it. Okay, yeah. so it was a couple of years ago. So I'm not sure exactly how I knew. In fact, I know I got in touch with one of my, one of my friends and and asked, "Is this him?" 
So yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah. I mean, but he knew. was following me. Yeah. And I, I did somehow know, and it just made me angry and just yeah. made me never yeah. want to talk to her. So this wasn't an online relationship, but still just knowing that someone was creating fake accounts and also so, don't yeah. create the the account that you're just using to follow people. I had another guy do that to me where um, he didn't, he didn't, someone I knew in real life and he would like every single one of my pictures, but he wasn't using the account. So if you're going to have an Instagram account, have it to put up pictures, not just to yeah. follow girls you're dating. It actually made yeah. me break up with him when I saw that he was doing that. Oh. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was a creepy thing to do. And also yeah. he was only following like 10 other women who, um, we all, who I kind of knew. And so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is bad. Yeah, this is- bad vibes. Yeah, done in that real sketch vibes. Done. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, don't, ha- don't create accounts just to keep don't tabs do that. on people. And I just want to say a word here because I have had clients who, um, who have, like, I don't want to say like struggled, but um, who had concern about blocking random strangers they're like well my account is public like i don't know that it's an ex but i know that i have these like fake accounts following me and i feel bad blocking them and i'm like don't feel bad seriously don't feel bad blocking fake accounts that kind of surprises me yeah i mean you i get oh so many either fake or brand new accounts following me on instagram and I, I don't see why you I don't see why you'd feel bad I mean it's yeah. just it's kind of a sleazy thing to do I feel yeah. um and I I just I, I love the dms though I love the hey dms yeah. from some hey. from some dude who's a you know a doctor and has you know zero followers I don't know like, when does this ever I work I have a uh Im- amazing offer for you for $500 a week all you have to do is text me and be my sugar baby like no pictures <laughs> necessary and I was like okay block oh um, God, it's so weird yeah so weird so, so don't, don't feel, feel bad. bad yeah you oh. know even if your account is on public and you do have lots of strangers like following you those strangers like there's they're you know like there's a difference between strangers ha- having active real accounts yes. versus yeah. fake accounts that are literally like no one's following them yes, and they're just following right. like all these random people, you know, and they're just using it as like a creepy, like, yes. you know, like there should be a two way mm-hmm. street. Like you should know who they like, at least a little bit of their identity, even if mm-hmm. you're, you know, like doing doing a public account you know like us like we're you know we have random people following yeah. us that we yes. don't know in real i only life. block if it's you know a dude with zero followers who's you know yeah i mean me i also heard that that was bad for your um uh bad for the algorithm to have fake yeah new accounts yeah following, so. yeah exactly like block yeah block them um cool well that was a that was a diatribe little little tangent there tangent (laughs) um yeah so to wrap up like these are real these are emotional these are hard breakups to get over but you can um 
100% you can. And there's actually a lot of advantages to a breakup that that is long distance. And if you Mm -hmm. do need, you know, a little more support, like we mentioned before, if your support network is not really understanding or giving you the support you need, um, DM either Janice or I, we do coach, um, we coach separately. So, you know, you could choose one or I don't know. It's like people could coach with both of us separately, I, but you could. be a little weird. I don't, I don't think it's good to like work with two coaches at the same time, maybe. Um, a big commitment. Yeah. <laughs> so, so but anyway, some of our, you know, our programs are going to resonate with, and our styles will resonate with some exactly. people and not with others. So yeah, yeah. see, see, yeah. Um, you know, who you vibe with more. We're totally cool. Exactly. With that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then also please leave us a review on Apple podcasts. We know that the other podcasting platforms don't really have reviews. The Apple podcast reviews get translated over onto each of those yes, and updates the ratings on all of the podcast platforms. So if you really are enjoying this, like if, taking that extra, you know, minute out of your day to just like leave us a review does make a huge difference. And you could possibly be paying it forward to someone that this is going to really, really help. So yeah, that's our intention with, with getting the reviews. Is that more yeah. people? Yeah. It's that more people advice. see it who are like you, who are like, this shit is awesome. Hopefully. <laughs> that's what we hear yeah that's so a tutor on horn <laughs> i think this shit is awesome uh, yeah so is would awesome. you like our take on your long distance breakup you know would you like us to let you know what we think about your situation or give advice based on what went down mm-hmm. well you can join our facebook group which can be found at breakups broken hearts and moving on and we're going to be doing another live training there soon. And we will um, talk about your situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's like the middle ground between I don't really want to do coaching, but I want to find a community of people who understand me and who can like I can discuss things with, who I can relate to and yeah. get just a little bit more support than what Janice and I are able to do on Instagram or, you know, um, like a little bit more tailored to you than the podcast is as well, because, you know, we do want to um, make sure that things are anonymous and stuff on the podcast. Um, whereas in the Facebook group, when we do a live, we can take your actual situation and work out all of the little details that, you know, make every situation unique. Yeah. And we can just, you know, chit chat with you about it. Whereas, you know, this isn't exactly a two way thing when we're, when we're on the podcast or on, on Instagram. Um, And, you know, even if you are coaching with us, you can still do this. We had, we had questions in our last live from, from clients. So everyone, everyone is welcome, but we'd love to have you over there. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We can't wait to hear from you and we can't wait to connect with you next week. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lottas. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. 
And here's a preview of our next episode. Yeah, I think for many months, and months on top of months, and even maybe even for a good year, I kept wanting to have an explanation. Like I really wanted for my ex to sit down with me and say, these are the reasons why I can no longer do this. And I wasn't granted that. And I then one day I just sat and said, I'm not going to get the closure that I think that I need. And I'm going to have to accept that this is what it is. It's over. You, you don't, you're not going to get an explanation of why. And she doesn't owe you anything. As much as you feel she owes you anything, she doesn't feel she owes you anything. So let her be.